When I was 12, my mother and I ran away from home. I grew up in a small town, and we had the typical green sign announcing our town's name, but it didn't have the population at the bottom. At the age of 10, I wanted to know how many people lived there, so I began the tally. In a few minutes, I had my number. 100. Yes. 100 people, and I knew every one of them, and seemingly everything about them. On Halloween, I knew Mrs. Hansen would have her homemade popcorn balls. We knew Mike Peterson would always be the kid to start the fight. We knew the new people across the railroad tracks from my house never went to church. We knew everyone and everything about them, as they knew us. But in reality, that wasn't true. They knew our family business, operating a small horse boarding stable, but people didn't know what was happening in our house. My dad was a big guy, literally and figuratively, always with the best jokes, commanding his universe, spending weekends talking with the people who came to ride their horses. My mom did the books for the business, ran the household, had outdoor chores, but in addition, she worked at the town's grocery store after dinner every night. All the other moms in town only worked at their family business farms, and most did not work outside the house at all. Mom worked because we didn't have any money. Each week, Dad took all the money from our family business to go into Minneapolis, 40 miles away. Around the age of nine or 10, I began to understand that he left to be with other women. Mom seemed as grateful as I was that he wasn't at home. I woke often to my parents fighting but it was always a one-sided fight. She knew not to fight back. That was dangerous. I knew not to get in his way when he was mad. In early May of my seventh grade year, I remember telling mom, I've been thinking of running away from home. Would you come with me? She nodded, and that was the end of the conversation. A few weeks passed. School ended. I sat at the gray speckled formica table in the kitchen, finishing my breakfast. Dad had just gone down to the barn. Mom whispered in my ear, we're leaving tonight. Pack your small suitcase with pajamas and a couple pieces of clothes. Don't tell anyone what we're doing and we need your piggy bank. I had $29 in the piggy bank. That was all the money we had. That gorgeous summer day was the last day I lived at my home. A friend drove us out of town as we lay on the floor of her car. 
we went to a motel near my aunt's house, registering under a false name. That night, my dad confronted my aunt and uncle at midnight, threatening to kill us if he found us. After a few years of fearing him and what he might do, my life calmed down. Remarkably, my father and I reconciled when I went away to college. Our relationship continued for about 15 years until the bully returned. At that point, I ended our relationship. A few years ago, at the funeral for one of my long-ago neighbors, a childhood friend came up to me and asked, why had we moved away so suddenly all those years ago? I guess we can never really know what is going on in the lives of those around us, no matter how well we think we might know them. This election brought out so many of my childhood fears, fights, bullies, women being abused, and people without power. I know there are neighbors near and far who are more afraid in their homes today than they were a week ago. I don't pretend to know the challenges they're facing in this new America, but I'm ready to organize resist and take risks as an ally. Come, let us worship together. <laughs>